Well, happy holidays, everybody. Hi, Rod Black here with another episode, another Rodcast. We've had so many stars, so many big names, but I don't think anyone bigger or better than this. Nothing against anybody else, but my next guest just happens to be one of the greatest basketball players ever, one of the greatest personalities ever, one of the greatest TV people ever, and one of my really, really, truly great friends. This is my Christmas gift to all of you, all of you watching and listening on the broadcast, let's roll with Sir Charles Barkley. The broadcast with Rod Black, brought to you by North Star Bets. That's a win. Now here's your host, Rod Black. Well, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Chuck. Santa Chuck. There you What's go. Up? What's up? What's up, brother? Out. Hey, man. This is a great time of the year for the kids. I love to see the joy on the kids' faces. It costs a hell of a lot of money, but I'll tell you what, man. It's a great time to be a kid. It is. And you, I think you're kind of like me. I think you're the kid inside that. We're, well, I'm 60. You're almost 60. Um it's 120 years between us, but I'll tell you what, I, I think I think we're still living our teenage years, aren't we? Well, number one, yes. But man, you know, I, I, I'm pretty damn sure I know your life pretty good, man. We, we've been on a good roll. Yeah. You know, you know, Blackie, sometimes I think about my life growing up in the projects in a small town in Alabama, and it's crazy that I'm going to be 60 in a couple months, which is like... You know, I tell this story all the time. I saw Dr. J recently on a flight together. When I got to the NBA, he was 35, him and Moses, and we called him Grandpa. Oh. You know, we, we were all like 20, 21, and these guys were like 35. We called him Grandpa. They were so old. And now I was saying, damn, I'm going to be 60 in a couple months. It's crazy. I hear you. Hey, hey, hang on. Here she is right here. Come on in, Nance. Nance. Come here for a sec. Here she is. Here's your girl. Here's your girl. Jesus. Take a look. We're live. Hi. Hey, there she how you is. doing? There she is. Good look to see you. Hey, handsome. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to see you. It's Merry nice Christmas. to see you. Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. So do, do y'all celebrate Christmas in Canada? Canada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, lots of dog sleds, igloos. <laughs> yeah, lots of beer. Hey, hey, that, hey that's always go. a good thing. Uh, there you go. Uh, sorry, you know, but you're right. You know, we have been on a, a a great roll. And dude, I man, I used to see you a lot. We used to all see each other. It's been like since the pandemic, since we all got together. Um, I know. So, so tell I, me, um, your sixtieth. I, I missed your fiftieth. I think we were all working. What's yes. in store for your 60th? And do I have an invitation? Because I know that there's certain people that we, and, 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 and I'm sure they're going to shut down the streets in Alabama, in Phoenix, in Houston. What's, what's, in what's really crazy, I got people I ain't talked to in years calling me like, man, you got, you got to do something special for 60. And is I'm Michael like, Michael coming? Uh, you have a Michael is Michael. No, there? but we got to do something special for 60, yeah. you know, because, you know, once you get past 40, I only celebrate in 10 year increments. I, I, I celebrated 40, 
I celebrated 50, and now I'm going to do 60. But, you know, I got to do something special for 60. I have not decided what. I still have a couple of months, obviously. But, man, I got people, some of my friends who've been in my life forever, who I haven't seen or talked to, or you just see them periodically. They're like, yo, man, we got to do something special for 60. So I got to figure something out. Buddy, uh, you're you're a very young sixty. Okay, so lots to talk about, and I know I don't have a lot of time with you, but um, you got plenty of time, brother. But first, first things first, dude, you got snowed on. That was funny. That was funny. Hey, you know, I never know what's gonna happen when I'm at work. These guys, <laughs> we have so much fun, and one thing about our show, Rod, we don't want to know what's happening behind the scenes they're like y'all just handle the basketball conversation we'll have fun with the rest and when they got me once last night and twice i was like holy hell but you know what it should be fun it's just yeah. basketball yeah you know i tell these guys the number the number one i always say this before every show it's just stupid basketball we are not saving the world i said that before every single show I really do. Um, you know, not only that, I mean, you guys have such, and, and, and truthfully, nobody can mimic. You have the best panel around. And, and trust me, from a guy, we had our panel in Canada. We always watched you guys while we were broadcasting. Uh, <laughs> how about, like, the stuff that's gone on. Uh, first of all, Ernie's such a great dude. Uh, you and Shaq once fought on the court, were rivals, and you've become yeah. great friends. And Kenny, it's such a great team. Tell me about the Christmas tree romps, though. I mean, usually you get, you know, something under a tree for Christmas. You don't get slammed into a tree for Christmas. Well, you know, what really was really funny about that one, like the other ones were really planned. Shaq wanted to have some fun. I think it just not, not got out of hand. I think Shaq kind of got hit. It couldn't stop. <laughs> I think that's what really happened the other night. Like I say, and everybody sits there and say, I said, well, most of them were playing when they were fun, doing stuff, and it was just Shaq by itself. But it didn't happen. I said, I said, first of all, if you know Kitty and Shaq, they're not going to be to work early to rehearse. And I don't even know how you rehearse falling into a tree. <laughs> I, I, I think that, you know, Shaq just got going. And Kenny, I don't think Kenny hit him that hard. But as you know, when you get older, you oh, can't yeah. stop. What, once you start going in a certain direction, you cannot stop. So I think that's what happened. But you know what? Man, we're trying to get people to watch stupid basketball, Rod. Yeah. We, I tell people, we ain't doctors, we ain't lawyer, lawyers, we ain't only cops. a game. Yeah, we're just playing. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm as I've been reading, I'm pretty sure the players are doing good too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Uh, I, I, I saw you. Yeah, I, I, I saw your comments after this. Uh, I guess it's going to happen. The sale of the Phoenix Suns, dude, four billion. Billion you know, dollars, not even Doctor Evil had had that four billion dollars. Yeah, see, yeah, I, I and I wanted to talk about that last night because I didn't think that was right. You know, he paid four hundred million dollars for that team, and he's down there breaking all the rules: uh, racist, homophobic, sexism, and he gets rewarded to sell the team for four billion dollars. Extra I'm like, zero. That really don't sound like punishment to me. Yeah. Uh, first of all, if it's punishment, I want to get punished like that myself. Uh, but yeah, I, it, it's crazy. It is it, crazy. It and I think the NBA, 
and I talked about it a little bit. I says that should be like okay, if you break the rules and you have to sell your team, let's say you paid four hundred million dollars for it. That should be like okay, you could make two hundred, three hundred million dollars, but you can't make four billion dollars. What the price saying amortized over like real estate? If he paid yeah, four hundred yes. million, let's yeah. say let's say it's even worth a billion. Yeah, but not four billion. Uh, and the thing is, he was the one who broke the rules. Like he broke the rules, and I, and I, and it's 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 going to happen again in some other sport, but I don't think we should reward bad behavior. Uh, that's just my point, and I I don't know what they can do about it, but man, I I, I was like that's. Selling some for, that you paid four hundred million dollars for for four billion dollars—that doesn't sound like punishment to me. Yeah, and we've seen it before in sport. I mean, you see it also with some of the players at times. Yeah. I mean, people would argue, you know, there's players that make millions and millions of dollars yeah. and then do something, and they still are getting rewarded by contract. I mean, Charles, one of the things that we've learned through the years, um, and you've learned, I mean, uh, and and we've all benefited because it's been such a great game to all of us. Is that there's a lot of money out there, and it's big business. Oh, it's humongous business. And what's scary, Rod, you know, we're getting ready to bid on the new packages coming up, and these salaries only going to go higher. You know, we pay about $2.5 billion a year. ESPN pay about $2.5 billion a year. The next deal probably going to be $4 billion or more because I know everybody at Turner is terrified because, as you saw what just happened in the NFL Amazon came in with a crazy number and got the package. So I know that TNT uh, is nervous and ESPN is nervous because if Apple and Amazon come in with a crazy number, we probably won't be able to match it. So that's the thing that's going on in, in my world right now because, you know, we never knew Amazon was going to come in and buy the NFL package. But now we're hearing that they can't survive on just 10, 11 football games. Yeah. They need more programming. But also now Apple wants to get in the sports business. So the next couple years is going to be very interesting. Well, you're going to get, be getting paid till you're 100. It's this thing, man. Like, they're watching games like this. Oh, wait a second. There's breaking news. Charles, the Live Golf Tour just bought the NBA TV package. There's <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, well, you know, that's actually been a debate going down going down at Turner, too, uh, about whether we should buy Live or not. You know, I have no problem with Live. Mm -hmm. I think that if we're going to sit here and worry about where all our money comes from, it's going to be a lot of people canceling their checks. I mean, everybody, if you play sports, there's money coming from some aspect of yeah. it you're probably not happy with. But I got a bunch of friends on the Live tour. Uh, I met with Greg Norman because there was a possibility they wanted me to come and do some TV work for him. How close? How close was it between? I don't you think and it. I don't think it. I don't think it was that close because they don't have a TV package yet. Yeah. Uh, so and I, yeah, so I think that was the big holdup. You know, it's been rumored for the last few months they were going to go to Fox or come to Turner, and like I say, they asked me my opinion at work. I got no problem if we start broadcasting live golf. I said, you know, you know, people get mad at the NBA, which is our number one property, but other work, the stuff they do with China. And I said, hey, and, uh, you know, I've gotten criticized because Nike's relationship in China. Mm -hmm. And I says, well, guys, I'm not going to sit around here and argue with you guys 
what's clean money and what's dirty money. Like if you took a deep dive into every every sport. You yeah, you would you'd be I like, mean, Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, no, so I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna play that game. Yeah. Select I call it selective outrage. Yeah. We're not gonna play the selective outrage game. No. I mean, again, it's it, the bottom line, it's entertainment and it's sport. It goes back to what we talked about being a, being a huge business. Okay, I got, I got a couple of things. Now, tell me, agree with me or don't agree with me. Um, but if you can say, you can just say yes. Okay, here's all the things that I wanted to, to just fill you in and all the things that you've done here. Uh, you have a statue. I got a picture of it, uh, of you in Auburn. Uh, yes, that's good. You can just see you know, a nod, whatever. Uh, you were a great sixer, a great son, a great rocket. You were the, one of the NBA's 50 greatest players. You're a member of the Basketball Hall of Fame. You cannot just say, just yeah. be, don't be humble. Yes, yes. You're the best <laughs> best supporting actor nominee for Space Jam. Oh, Space Lord. Jam. Uh, you're an award-winning TNT analyst, of course. You hail from uh, Leeds, Alabama. Uh, you have several nicknames. Uh, Sir Charles, Chuck, Chucky, Chuckster, the Round Mound of Rebound. I don't like that. You're not that round anymore. Uh, you're a spokesperson <laughs> for... Uh, Nike, T-Mobile, McDonald's, Right Guard, Subway, Capital One, Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, uh, I, what else? Uh, anything else did I miss? I mean, you're pretty much on every commercial. If television dies, Charles, you are not going to make a cent. Uh, I'll continue on. You're the master of the guarantee. Hey, 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 Rod, listen, man. I got bills to pay, man. I'm a grandfather now. <laughs> you are. That's right. Yeah. You are. Uh, not only that. She's pregnant again. What? So I, yeah. So my little man, Henry, he's nine months and she's like six months pregnant again. So, you know, it's so funny before I was um, call you to do the podcast, I was on the phone with my financial people trying to figure out, try to hide more money from the government, the crooks that they are. And I was like, <laughs> They're like what? Well, because I want to start a college tuition fund for my grandson. Because like you know, it's so funny. Because I didn't realize what crooks our governments were. So I, I was doing her prenup, and I was like, well, you know, she's my only kid. And they're like, well, you need to find a way to give her as much as possible. Because when you kill over, the government gonna get so much more of your money. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Did we already pay taxes on this stuff? They're like, yeah, you don't understand, Chuck. The government, they're shysters, they're crooks. Oh, and yeah. I was like, they're going to make you pay an enormous amount of wealth tax. And I'm like, this is total BS. Buddy, and so, yeah. So I, so I was like, that United States flag. Look at you could be the president right now. Look at you. Hey, you know, this is one of my prized possessions right here. So uh, on the first dream team, you know, it was the greatest thing sports wise probably ever happened to me and first time i ever met you barcelona yeah. yeah and so this flag here i stole it from somewhere in barcelona can't remember where it was so long ago <laughs> and everybody on the dream team assigned it it's pretty special oh, to me that is cool. yeah that yeah is, that, that yeah is so cool. I, I stole the flag and i had all the dream team guys sign it so it's really a special thing for me you should take a picture and send it to the players who played for angola <laughs> that's right. Angola's in trouble. That's all I know. Uh, so I, 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 so I, I know how great of a father you are uh, with your daughter, and you're obviously a great granddad. Has has has, I mean, fatherhood. I'm sure changed you somewhat. But what about Grand? Can I call you Grand? There's another nickname. Hey, Grand. Uh, I'm Big Pop. Big Pop. Uh, I'm, big, uh, I'm Big Pop. Is, is that yeah, I, I, stole, I, I, I stole his name uh, from some 
some kid down in North Carolina. So uh, in the middle of the summer, Ernie was getting an award. And this young kid comes up to me and say, hey, uh, Mr. Barkley, can I take a picture with you? I said, sure. Who's going to take the picture? And she said, my big pop. And she said, big pop, come here. And this little dude, Rod, this little dude, like five, seven, started walking toward me. And I said, who's that? She said, that's my big pop. And I said, well, damn, I'm actually a big dude. So I'm going to steal his nickname. So I'm Big Pop. Big Pop. Big Pop. But I will I... tell you this. Uh, two of my really good friends, obviously one is Ernie. Yeah. And one is Clark Kellogg. They have been telling me for months, yo, man, having a grandkid is going to be the craziest thing, most amazing thing ever happening to you in your life. And I got to tell you, Rod, it is, I can't even put it into words how awesome and special and amazing it is. I mean, I said, okay, yeah, I'm going to be a little excited, blah, 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 blah. But man, it is out of, it's crazy how excited I get to see that little man and uh, hold him. And he's not obviously talking yet, but he's close to walking. He, like I say, he's about nine months now. Is he going to be a power forward point guard? There are no centers anymore. So, uh, yeah, well, it, uh, wait, that's a good man. question. Uh, it, 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 I don't know how big he's going to be. So that's going to, but, but let me tell you something. I cannot wait to wait to do something fun with him where he'd be like, whether it's fishing, whether, so the other day, he, they, no, dude, the other day, I had the greatest moment the other day. So I got a new set of golf clubs and it's been cold here in Arizona. So I'm kind of just swinging the club, trying to get a feel of it. And my little grandson, it just mesmerized, staring at me. He didn't say a word. He would look at me like, what the hell is this crazy dude doing swinging this thing in the house? And I was thinking to myself, he was just staring. I said, oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to take you to play golf, man. Uh, but he was just staring at me. I was just trying to get a feel of the new, the new handles, the new grips. And I was just trying to feel the weight of the club. And this little dude is just staring at me. And I was like, man, if you want to go play golf, we can go play golf every single day. And, and you got another one coming. Yes. So, so Santa Chuck, what is uh, Henry? Uh, Sir Henry, uh, what is Santa Chuck? Uh, I'm, I'm, he's not old enough to, to listen or watch. What's, what's, what's uh, Henry going to be spoiled by Santa Chuck this year? Nothing. Hmm? I'm trying to fight with, with, with my daughter. Like, He's he's not even one. Yeah, we can't point. go we can't go crazy buying a bunch of stupid stuff. I just I said like, come on, he's not even one. I'm not even sure at two. What's he gonna like? Know what the hell going on? But I know at one, if we just get him a couple little things. First of all, you know when you get kids, they get so enamored by the boxes, they're not even paying attention to what's in the box. So. That's the great debate that I got going on now. I don't think he should get a bunch of crap because yeah. he he just won. He, like I said, he's not even one. If yeah. we get him a couple little silly things, I think he'll be happy. Get him a Kevin Durant jersey. Oh, uh, you know, uh, it's soft. It's too soft for him to wear that. He's tougher <laughs> than that. It's, yeah, he's too soft. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. But that's so cool that um, – 
Hey, life takes its turns, man. I mean, there were nights that, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd spend and, you know, you, you, the best thing is, hey, let's stay up all night. We'll go party and all night, get up, go golf in the morning. Now the the goal is to try to get up in the next morning and, and play with your kids or your grandkids. And that that's part of getting older. And that's that that, that helps. But we still don't forget get, hey, still have those late nighters. Uh, don't forget uh, peeing 22 times a night. That's part of getting older, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like, <laughs> as long as you remember. Remember. Hey, hey, no, hey listen. Old is, is when you forget. Hey, 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 one of my rules is never pass a bathroom. Anytime you pass a bathroom, just stop for a second. Uh Even if you have to make a preemptive strike, because, man, I tell you what, I used to make fun of old people. Now I'm one of them. It's not that funny. (laughs) Um, Interesting. Let's yeah. talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little hoop now. Um, sure. and, and the season that that you're watching right now, uh, it's it's kind of unlike what we've seen the last few years, where you know the powers, the superpowers, um, kind of you can almost guarantee, guarantee, you can almost guarantee, yeah. a, you know, finalists or close to finalists. I mean, that's a yeah. it's a pretty wide open race. There's a, there's a lot of parity, east and west. Well. If you mean that there's a lot of bad basketball, you are correct. <laughs> yeah, that's your point. Yeah, I actually, and I'm not trying to be the old get off my lawn guy. I don't think the basketball has been very good. I think if you look at the Eastern Conference, the Bucks and the Celtics have separated themselves. The Cavs, the Cavs, probably the third best team, and now we're waiting on Brooklyn and Philadelphia to see what they're going to do. But Milwaukee and Boston are head and shoulders above every team in the East. And as like I said on the show last night, I got zero idea what's happening in the West. Mm. And they, I mean, mm. we had Memphis against Denver, who are both right now the number one, number two seeds. But I don't trust either one of them. If you ask me right now, I picked the Clippers before the season. And I still like that pick, but man, Paul George and Kawhi got to get their butt out there more. But the sleeper team, and I picked them, I said, man, those New Orleans Pelicans, Yeah. if Zion Williamson can stay healthy, and like I said last night, you give me the Pelicans and the Clippers, I might take my chances against anybody in the West. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I totally and and the thing about it too, some you know the, the you talked about some generational players, the draft picks that we saw are finally where they said, well, you know, it's going to take years. They're finally coming to fruition. You see what's happening with Zion again if he's healthy, yeah, and, and John Morant clearly, um, yes, and then some of these young players who were you know a few years ago players would just leave teams. Oh, we're not winning, we're leaving, and you know it's kind of good that you know they're they are sticking around and they're they're making. Um, a competitive run with their teams. Well, you know, I'm old school. I hate super teams, guys mm-hmm. getting together because sports are about competition. You were part of one, though. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but that's when I was 102 years old. <laughs> uh, so that, I, that we're, we're all past our primes. I don't even count yeah. that as a super team. You know, for me, it's really difficult right now, Rod, because, you know, we're drafting 18-year-old kids. They're not ready. And because of the uh, the internet morning talk shows, coaches really in any sport don't really get a chance to be patient and develop. You know, these morning talk shows they've turned sports into a war games. Well, if you if you have one bad year or two bad years, you got to go. 
And if you don't have a great year right off the bat, you'll bust. You know, I look at, you know, I, I always use this analogy. You look at a, a, a Peyton Manning and a Troy Aikman. Those guys are two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. But if they were to go 1-15, which they both did, if they were to go 1-15 in today's society, between the morning talk shows and the Internet, they would be considered busts. I mean, that's how uh, tough this thing is. The media the media's gotten so rough now, and now you factor in the social media. Man, it's, it's really difficult on players and coaches now because everybody has an opinion opinion about you, and it can and, work. And most of them are anonymous, right? Anonymous. Yes, but it can work for you, but most of the time it works against you because nobody's patient anymore. Yeah, and you're not a social media guy. I refuse to do social media because number one, I'm not going to invite somebody in my house who's going to curse me out and tell me how bad I suck. That's just stupid. Yeah. You know, and, and to be honest with you, Rod, I'm scared what I might say to them because you never know if I'm having like, number one, I could be drinking. I could be in a bad mood. Some stuff could happen in my life and I'm not built where I can let anybody just say anything to me and get away with it. I'm just not built like that. Yeah, I've seen I've seen you in action that way. But I'll tell you also what you are is you're you are easily the most engaging personality, um, athlete personality that's around. I mean, I anybody who comes up and, and talks to Charles Barkley will have a conversation. You might not like what you hear, but you're gonna yeah. have a conversation with you. Yeah, you know, I learned that from Dr. J. He told me, man, always be nice and cordial to the fans because most of the fans are fabulous. Like every now and then I meet a jackass. But for the most part, most of the fans I meet are just amazing, fabulous people. I mean, they're just amazing. So, and that's probably the only time I'm going to meet them in my life. I want to make it, like, I don't want them saying, man, I met that Charles Barker one time, and what a jackass he was. I would never want anybody to say that about me. So, I, yeah, I try. Anytime somebody takes the time to come to me, I want to make, make it like, hey, just be cordial. It only takes a second. I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Who was the first athlete that you ever met, a pro athlete, and kind of you were kind of starstruck and may have got an autograph? We didn't get pictures back then. You know, we got autographs or, or maybe a picture. Man, that's you know, Rod, that's a great question. I don't remember, to be honest with you. It probably happened. See, and you know, you know, I'm from a town of, from a couple thousand people, so not many celebrities are coming to Leeds, Alabama. Um. I think probably Dick Vitale. Oh, really? Oh, he, baby, oh, baby. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Dick Vitale. He came to our college uh, to scout. Wow. And uh, I think that was the first big-time person I ever met, to be honest with you. Wow. And, and Yeah. And what, what a great man. Look at what he's done. Oh, what he's – first of all, I love the guy to death. He's great. Yeah. But, you know, man, because of this – silly basketball i had one of the most amazing journeys ever i mean you think about it and you too because it's because of sports me particularly obviously basketball i've never had a real job i met some of the most amazing people in the world i've been all over the world it's because of that little silly basketball i mean it's been like i said i'm not trying to be humble or anything like that i'm thinking like 
Yo, man, you ain't never had a real job. You're almost 60 years old. <laughs> and it's just because of the ability to dribble a stupid basketball. It's been an amazing journey. Yeah, and in a much smaller scale as a broadcaster, you do. And yeah. I'm sure Ernie talks the same way. And I, I have so much respect and love for the man. Um, but the same, I think Ernie and I had this conversation once about, you know, don't tell anybody. Like, we probably do it for nothing. But yeah, he's the best. Oh, yeah. You know, Ernie has a phrase. He called it a get to. He says, I get to do this. Yeah. And it's really special and amazing because very, very few people have a get-to job. And we get to do this. Like last night, I got to watch the Knicks who have won eight in a row. That was crazy. Uh, then I got a chance to meet with um, – I got to watch chance to watch the Joker against Ja Morant. I mean, it's amazing what, you know, I mean, obviously it would have been the Warriors last night if Steph had been able to play. But to think about, I get to get paid to watch Steph Curry against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Then I get a chance to see the Joker against John Morant. <laughs> How lucky am I? Yeah. And get paid lots and lots of money. Get paid lots and lots of money. Yeah. Thank you, Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, one of the beauties of, I guess, the world, if you want to talk about technology, because before we always, if you wanted to watch yourself play, you had to put a disc or a v VHS, remember those yeah. things. Now you can watch everything. And I saw the highlight of you singing the Christmas song with the Sixers the other day. And this young, skinny Charles Barkley was there. And, uh, rather quiet at the time, too. But do you ever do you ever go back and watch some of your old games? Do, do you, every once in a while, just... Flick it on and say, hey, remember this, the time I went off on this, or, you know, some of the great battles you had in the past. Do you, do you watch still yourself? Every now and then I'll catch a game, like on NBA TV, or when I'm in Philadelphia during the summer, they'll be showing some old Sixers games. But I don't seek it out yeah. because, number one, I really want to play golf <laughs> or I want to be fishing. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Those are my two favorite things to do in the world. Yeah. But – if somebody calls me and says, yo, man, they're showing an old game of yours on NBA TV, or like I say, when I'm in Philly during the summer, they'll be showing some old Sixer games. I'll watch that if I'm having to be at the house. Yeah. But what, So the analysts, what would the analysts now say about the, the young Charles Barkley he's watching? Man, that guy can score and he can rebound. He's not playing much defense. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, hey, he's, hey, he's not a defensive stopper. But I tell you what, he's he competes. He's a hell of a scorer, and he's a he's a, that dude rebounds like a mother. But man, he's not guarding a lot of people out there. <laughs> but that that, uh, that would be that would be my critique of the Charles Barkley. Uh, yeah, we won't let Shaq and Kenny chip in. Um, uh, Definitely not Shaq, because you so, know Shaq can't give anybody else a compliment. Isn't isn't it crazy how life turns though? At the circles, who would have ever thought like a lot of things that happen happen. Like I, the game where you and Shaq went at it and had that scrap and you had a great rivalry. And then years and years later, here you, the two of you are sharing quips, sometimes not getting along. I saw the video of him walking behind you with his shirt off the other day. I think yeah. it says everything about the relationship that you two have forged through the years. So I, I, if it's the tape that you're talking about, so he's been on this workout kick trying to get a six pack. So I was getting out of my makeup in the mirror last night and he's standing beside behind me 
with no shirt on. I said, yo, man, I don't see no big old dude back here half naked flexing behind me. I was like, man, put a shirt on and quit damn flexing. But we have, like, he's back there pumping and trying to look like he, I said, yo, man, you a big old dude. Get from behind me trying to flex. And everybody just broke out to laughing, man. It was, but it was man, we have so much fun because, you know, Rod, when we get together, us guys, we're like, yo, man, we want to make sure people want to watch basketball and have fun. I mean, like, the players got a great life. We got a great life. Our job is to make sure the fans have fun. That's that's the only thing we try to do. I mean, we're not solving in the world problems, but for a couple but You're very hours, honest. You're very honest in your critiques. Players yes. might not like it, but 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 screw them, right? I mean well, yeah, but I'm gonna do my job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not gonna I mean, first of all, you just played like shit. They just saw it. Yeah. I can't get on TV and say, man, he played great tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, because you'll lose all your credibility. Yeah, yeah. And Isn't I, it crazy and how some players though they know they play like shit. Yeah, but they don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. And then they get on social media and start tripping back. I know, but listen, I, listen. I, I that never bothers me because I one thing I'm very proud of, and I've seen a lot of announcers who do this, and it pisses me off. Mm. It, you're it's never supposed to be personal. You can say a guy didn't play well and didn't do this. I, in my 22 years, can't believe I've been on TV 22 years. <laughs> I've never said anything personal about a player. I stick 100% to basketball. I would never comment on their personal life. I would never do that. But in 22 years, I can honestly say, I ain't never said something about a guy that wasn't just my opinion or wasn't basketball related. I'm never going to take cheap shots at these guys because you know they're part of my family too mm -hmm. but i'm still gonna do my job it, it's kind of i guess it's kind of funny too when you eventually and i've seen them come up and i I've, I've actually seen the fence mending that went on later i wouldn't even call it fence mending it was just they realize hey that you are doing your job and then you know relationships also change that way i mean i'm sure there's probably guys that you know you had to carve them for the way they played that night they might have come at you, and then you know you had an opportunity. And then there's probably others who probably won't speak to you, right? I, I know that. I've, I've gone through that. Yeah, too. for sure. But it, it, it was, I always tell people this fun. One. I don't know when the Lakers were playing the Suns like X amount of years ago. Kobe Rip Bryant, rest in peace. Yeah, he went the whole second half. It only took one shot. And uh, oh, I remember that to, you went yeah, off. On yeah, him. and right after the game, I said, "What are you?" Rightfully. Yeah, I said, whatever he did tonight, it was total bogus BS. I didn't like what he did. I know he was trying to prove a point. I ain't got no help out here. But he compares himself to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan won and never took one shot in the second half. I said, I seen him play the Celtics. We scored 6-3, not one shot. He going to try to do it by himself. And Kobe starts texting me, Rod. And we text back and forth from one o'clock in the morning to like four o'clock in the morning. He's calling me every name in the book, every name, mother, you dirt. I mean, it was, it, I said, yo man, pick up the phone and just call me. He tells me to, to F off what an asshole I am. We go, and I'm like, yo man, just pick up the phone. I'll explain to you why I said what I said. And, and he like finally about three hours of texting. He finally, I guess he went to bed because I was tired as hell texting back with him. And I and uh, he saw me a few months later. He said, "Man, you were right. I was wrong." And I said, "Yo, man, this over with. I don't hold grudges." 
you had a bad night, it's over with. And uh, but like I say, I don't hold grudges, but I'm gonna always try to do my job for the fans. Yeah, and and again, the relationship changes. But you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, it, it, we, we've lost so many people, uh, like Kobe, uh, Bill Russell, rest his soul. Um, it seems a week. Franco Harris recently, isn't it? I don't know about you. As I get a little older, maybe because we get older, it, it seems a week doesn't go by as we are, uh, you know, praising and saying farewell to the legends that have been around. I mean. Um, life is short and, and I think you got the great attitude about it all. Is it enjoy this time? Enjoy the yeah. game. You know, Rod, you know, me and Ernie have a podcast, uh, called the steam room. We do Very every good. week. Very good. Very Thank good. you. And for the last, well, recently for the last few months, I've been saying goodbye to people. It's crazy, crazy. Like, but. You know, Rod, I'm 60, basically, and guys just, people die, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it really, really, su it really sucks during the holidays. It yeah. really sucks during the holidays. And like on the show Thursday, I, I shouted out uh, Drew Griffin, a CNN yeah. reporter who lost his battle with cancer uh, last week, and then that's Louis Orr, a good NBA player. Didn't know him really well, but he was part. He coached at Syracuse. But he was a good, very played eight years in the NBA for the Knicks. Really good guy, good player. And then, you know, the day I found out about Franco, uh, who's I, I I didn't know him really really well. I probably met him five to ten times in my life. And I spoke what with a, him a few times. What a nice nice what man. What a beautiful soul. Oh, what a good guy. What a beautiful soul. Like I say, I'd met him probably five to ten times, and every time I met him. You know, it's like he was just so gracious and cordial. And you hate that, especially the week of Christmas, because it ruins your Christmas for his family. But, man, you know, I just, you know, we just have to accept the fact. Because yeah. I, I think I, this this is my philosophy, to be honest with you. Anything after 50 is gravy. Yeah. Uh, it's because, first of all, you should have accomplished something by 50. Uh, if if you're still getting your shit together at 50, yeah. you you know, no, it's it's too late now. But you know, we're the same vintage. And remember, and I mean, I guess we are being the, the old guys on the lawn. But remember when we were growing up, if someone was 60, oh. they were old, man. They were old. Like, and I remember there were funerals, and they were, oh my gosh, he passed away at 65, but led a long, great life. I think yes. people's generation. I mean, healthcare is yeah. taking us to live. We expect people to live very, very long into their 90s. Yeah. Well, we hope. Yeah, we hope, but but it's the luck of the draw. Yeah, I mean it's the luck of the draw. You look at, you know, man, we got uh, this fool who went into Walmart and shot it up like a month ago. You got yeah. the guy up in New York who shot up the supermarket. We had one in Toronto just the last. Yeah, I, I I was reading about that, yeah. which is I mean you guys got one of the lowest crime rates in the world, but you just never know. So that's why you have to really enjoy life i mean you got those those four girls in idaho oh i mean you just you just hope you're around you're not around when yeah. crazy happens but like yeah. i say man anytime I, once i turn 50 i say yo man every day i get from here on but i always say this man i got the honor and privilege to be charles barkley yeah i mean and, and it's an honor and a privilege and and i think everybody number one who helped me along the way but also who've been a fan, 
because I can't, you know, there's times I'm like, holy smoly. Because when I go back to Alabama, I have to pass the projects where I built my mom and grandmother house. Mm -hmm. And there's no way in the hell when I'm growing up in the project with my mom, a single mom who was a maid, and my grandmother who worked in the meat factory, that I was going to be friends with a guy from Canada. I know. We'd be doing a podcast together 50 years later. I, I mean, know. it's crazy. I mean, I'm thinking, yo, I, I'm going to be in Alabama my whole life. Yeah. I got blessed. I grew from 5'10 to 6'5 in one year. And yeah. I became a great basketball player. Now I've been all over the world. It's, it, it's yeah. like, man, what a journey. Yeah, and we have the honor and privilege of watching you and being your buddy and loving and being part of that. So every time um, we end the broadcast, uh, we play we play golf. I don't know if you know that. Um, so uh, I know you love to golf. And yes. by the way, I defend your golf game a lot and your right. Right. Let me just tell you this: you were. I remember playing when you didn't have. Now you're back. I think you're back. Oh, I'm a hundred percent back. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna just say this. I really quit golf for 20 years. I only played for charity because you don't mind humiliating and embarrassing stuff. It's for a good cause. About three or four years ago, I met this guy named Stan Utley. Oh, I know Stan. Yeah. So he's considered the best short game teacher in the world. And I'm going to tell you, he, I met him at Tom Lehman's golf tournament. And he said, Chuck, won't you let me work with you? I said, Stan, I don't work with everybody in the world. I untried everything. And let me tell you folks at home something. Don't ever fall for the bullshit of getting hypnotized. <laughs> uh, I was I was at an NBA game playing. You know, they have these hypnotists come in. So in the middle of my swing going haywire, I got the guy's card. I flew to L.A., and first of all, I was thinking, like, they really can't hypnotize people. Next thing I know, I was you were, By the way, you were hypnotized on Space Jam. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that, yeah, too. Right. You said but that, you but that, but that was But that was just good acting. Okay. okay. Good acting. But so I went to L.A. and got hypnotized. And I will admit I got a good nap, but I still woke up with the same shitty golf swing. But I got a good nap out of it. But, you know, I've, I've met Stan, and we started working together. I said, I'll try one last time. And right now, I'm back down to single digits. Me and Dan Marley just won the member member at this club, the, the, the best club, in my opinion, in Arizona. It's a place called Whisper Rock. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I joined that uh, when I got back to Arizona for the Lots winter. Lots of hockey players at Whisper Rock. There are. There are. But let me tell you something. Me and Dan Marley won the member member, and I played as a 14 handicap. And with my shots, we won the thing going away. So I had to adjust my handicap, and I'm I'm playing like I'm a 10 now. Wow. And I'm probably playing the best I've ever played in my life. Even when I was a good player back in the 80s, I've never hit shots like I'm hitting right now. So shout out to Stan Utley, man. Yeah. Well, before we before we do play, I got play a quick eighteen, and so it, it's not a game, but I'm just gonna ask you a quick eighteen. You sure. Can, eighteen things you can just say whatever you want. But uh, before we do, I, I I'd be remiss to, to talk about Canada's team, NBA champions 2019. What's what's happened with our Toronto Raptors in your mind this year? Well, I think they just got good players. They don't have any great players. You got to have great 
a, a one or two great players to win the championship. Because if you just got good players, most of the teams got good players. So uh, I hate Kawhi left Canada uh, because I thought that was great for the NBA. They might have won got, a few more, right? Yeah, yes, and you got arguably the best GM, Masai Ujiri, in in uh, in the NBA, who's amazing. But they just got a bunch of good players. They don't have any uh, quote unquote great players right now, but they just got a bunch of good players. Yeah, and, and hence their record, which is just good right now, and yeah, not so good. And so we shall see. Okay, so you ready for a quick eighteen? Here we go. Yes. Here we go. It's uh, probably a little holiday theme since I still got this stupid Santa hat on. Uh, uh, best Christmas gift you ever got? A bike. Oh, nice. Yeah. Best Christmas gift you ever gave? My mom and grandmother a house and cars. Oh, you are Santa. Man, you are. Uh, Christmas gifts that you would give to this year, and it could be doesn't have to be something um, physical or monetary. Gifts for Kevin Durant. I get him some sensitivity training. He is so sensitive. Great, great player, but so sensitive. Think nobody can criticize him. So uh, he needs some sensitivity training. Good one. Uh, Steph Curry. Great health. Yeah, he is. He's the he's the man because he, he is great for sports. He's great for, for the, the NBA. We need him healthy, and he's a great person. Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo. More TV. I would. He's great. He's he was great about sports and the NBA. We could show him every game, and it'd be great for the NBA. More TV games. Um, Adam Silver. Patience. Because the next CBA, I think it's going to be brutal. Yeah. I think there's going to be a pandemic tax come due. Because, you know, you got to get those owners credit, Rod. When we, when there was... That's why we're so lucky. I mean, like, we're the only job in the world that really didn't get screwed by the pandemic. And yeah. and you talk, they paid those guys when there's not a single ass in the seat. And those owners took a bath. But I think the next CBA, they're gonna come for it. They won't. They want their money back. So Adam's gonna have to be patient. I think there's going to be a lockout. And uh, I would wish him patience. Hmm. Uh, what you would put under the Christmas tree beyond a flak jacket for Shaq? That's a great one. Well, He's the got dude everything. got the dude. Hey, the dude got everything. He's doing every. Only person I know got more commercials than me. <laughs> and you know what? He's a cheap dude too, Rod. Is he? Every he only gives us gifts of products he endorses. <laughs> like we're like, so you got you, a, mean, you got a printer? Yes, yeah. yes. He's like, yeah. you mean you can't? It's not a gift if you get it free. 
a pizza maker. Yeah, hey, whatever. Hey, I'm, it's hilarious. I mean, and all you can do is laugh because number one, it's a nice gift, but then you realize, like, yo, man, you this ain't coming from your heart. This is just one of your products you endorsing. It was left. FedEx left it. You well, give, yeah, no. give him a give him a subway sandwich or something back. Um, uh, there's nothing wrong with subway sandwiches. No, I like that. Yeah. I, lo I love yeah. subway. I like you and Tony on those. Those are very good. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Smith, what are you getting him? What would you give him? A vasectomy. I want him to stop having kids. <laughs> he's How got three he now. He's got three young kids. Yeah. I'm like, yo, man, it's time to stop. Yeah, you told me yeah. that a few years ago, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm a vasectomy. It's time for you to stop having kids. Our great friend, Ernie Johnson. What would you get Ernie for Christmas? Ernie probably needs a nice vacation. <laughs> Somewhere where he can play golf. You know, Ernie's had a rough, uh, you know, yeah. last year this time his son passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, his sister passed away during the playoffs. And he's just been on a tremendous man losing losing family members mm -hmm. is never easy. No, it's never easy. So get him a nice vacation with Cheryl Ann, his amazing wife, somewhere. Yeah. What would you get um former President Donald Trump? Uh uh uh, uh one of those like an ankle bracelet where you can't leave. <laughs> He can't leave Florida. Just hey, hey, please don't leave Florida. Yeah. Uh, just don't run for president. Just stay in Florida and, at Mar-a-Lago and play golf. Play golf. Uh, yeah, if, if, you know, because that that stay ankle monitor, that that ankle monitor, stay off Twitter. Yeah, but that ankle monitor, once you can't leave a state. That's exactly what I'd like to get him. Speaking of Twitter, what would you get, Elon Musk? I'm you not sure what's uh, like. I'm not sure what he's doing. Yeah. He's got everything, but he wants to lose it all, I think. Uh, but I don't understand. Like, we have lost all civility in this. I, I'm I'm for free speech, but I'm pretty sure our founding fathers, when they meant free speech, they didn't mean uh, hate speech, sexist, homophobic, Islam Islamophobic. I didn't think, I don't think, they meant that. It's kind of the same way with guns. I don't think, I, I I know the right to bear arms is a thing, but I'm pretty sure Ben Franklin and those guys didn't think it was going to be machine guns and they things like that. They had little yeah. muskets they shot. Yeah. They generally missed. I'm pretty sure that our founding fathers did not mean for us to be walking around here with shotguns that shoot with magazines that's got 30, 40, high-powered bullets in them. Like, so yeah. I, I like to change a couple of those uh, Bill of Rights. This is a, a deep, maybe broad question. What would you get your country for Christmas? You know, I'm, 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 I'm disappointed, uh, disgusted in both parties. Uh, both parties are awful. Civility. You know, we don't treat each other good because our politicians don't treat each other good. You have to, like, the notion that every Republican, every Democrat has to vote a certain way to take care of Americans, to take care of Americans. We're all Americans, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent. Like, 
the way they fight like cats and dogs and not take care of the people, uh, I would like to give them civility and like, hey, let's just take care of these people. Even the people that didn't vote for you, they deserve to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you always got those, those great wise words. Uh, only a couple of more holes left in our quick 18. Uh, what do you love most about Christmas? Joy. You know, man, it's two people we should always take care of, Rod. Old people and kids. Mm. We should always take care of old people and kids. And to me, man, there's like I can remember being a kid. I remember having a kid. There's nothing like that joy those kids get on Christmas morning. I mean, you're going to get a bike is always a great gift. But clothing, there's nothing better than new clothing because you give that person so much confidence. It's kind of like, man, let me tell you something. When I got a new pair of basketball shoes, I thought I could jump over the gym. Hey, those I mean, Chuck Taylors. Like, oh, yeah, hey. I'm, ready. I'm ready for the day. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for the day. Hey, there's nothing y'all can do today. I got my new shoes today. So and, and by the way, it was one gift. It was just one. It was just the one gift. That's all you That's needed. That's it. But it's just, it's, it's just about the kids. So that's yeah. the thing I love the most, to see all these kids. You know, you see them right when they get – when they get their bikes, you see them riding around. You know they just got it. Mm. You know they just got yeah. it. And just to see the joy on their face. Yeah. Man, it's that's the thing I love the most about Christmas. Yeah. What do you love most about Canada? You're, you're adopted country, man. Everybody loves you. You're, you once said to me, I'm big in Canada. I'm big everywhere. Yeah. Hey, man, I, you know, Toronto is my favorite city in the world. I've said that a thousand times. I did not know a lot about Canada. Wayne Gretzky, who I hate, <laughs> I used to love him, but he quit having that golf tournament up in Collingswood, <laughs> which was probably my, my favorite event I've ever done. Yeah. And to spend a week, a year in Toronto around the most kind people. Yeah. Fun people. I Six met days, you. 27 nights. I just say, I met you, my boy Chris Bundy, rest in peace. Yeah. I got to know Wayne, but I got to know uh, my girl Christine Simpson. Yes. Uh, but it was so many people I met up there and became friends with. And then when I went back to play, I would hang out with you guys. I just think y'all got, I call, I call Toronto a clean New York with nice people. Every time I said in New York, they get pissed just for the record, but I don't care. I just think y'all are amazing people. Your country is so clean. Your country is so diverse. But I just think the main thing, man, I my number one priority is just don't be an asshole. That's what Dr. J used to tell me. And your people, y'all are just so kind and considerate. I love it there. Yeah. We, we, the only thing, we, we, I got a lot of snow in my backyard. You might not like that, but that's otherwise, maybe that's why. We're, 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 that's why we're, I only come there during the summer, Rod. Exactly. Um, I'm sure you've asked, been asked this many times, but maybe your answer has changed. Uh, living or not, 
if you had to have a dinner, it could be four, it could be whoever, who would you like to have at the table? I have been lucky to be at a dinner table with you and you are the life of the party. Yeah. But who would Charles Barkley like to have a dinner party with? Because everybody invites you. Yeah. Um, obviously, President Obama, because he's just amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Nelson Mandela. Mm. Muhammad Ali. He was your hero, right? Yeah. He was your guy. Yep. I was do, you get, do you think you got some of your brashness or your bravado, that personality you have now? From, from him? From him? That's a great question. I've been asked that before, maybe subconsciously, because every time I was around him, he gave me tremendous confidence. And uh, uh, it was an honor and a privilege to always be around him. Oh, you know who I've become friends with the last couple of years? It's pretty amazing. Is Gary Player? Oh, he's one. Of, I, I played golf with Gary Player the last three years. It's been a, a, a unbelievable a privilege. He is an incredible dude. He's incredible. He would be and, perfect and, at that table because he it, might it, be it, one of the most fair-minded yes. people I have ever met. Yes, he's, I think he's 120. And yeah. look at he's in great shape. Great shape. And anytime I'm around him. It's an honor and a privilege. And uh, so th that'll be my group right there. Bucket list thing that you want to do. Something you, you've done it all. I mean, you've met everybody. Everybody knows you. Um, what haven't you done that you want to do? I want to learn Spanish. Hmm. Feliz Navidad. Yeah. I would like to learn to play the piano. Have you tried? Um, I want to meet Idris Elba. Oh, neat. Yeah. You will. Yeah, I would like to meet him. But you know, you know, man, not trying to be emotional or philosophical, man. It's just been a good run for me. I pretty much done everything that I wanted to do. And sometimes I have to pinch myself because damn, man, it's crazy. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's crazy how the things I've seen and done in my life. Uh, you know, I remember we were in Monaco with, I, I don't know if he's the king, and Prince, Prince Albert was there. We stayed there like a week to practice before we went to Barcelona for the Olympics. And I was sitting at the table with, I guess his name, uh, I know it was Prince Albert. I forget what his dad was called. I don't know if he was the king, but he, he was the head of Monaco. And I was like, wow, man, this is amazing. A little kid from Leeds, Alabama, sitting here with the head of Monaco. And Prince Albert took us out drinking. And, uh, I mean, thinking about stuff like that is just crazy. What I love about you, though, is that it's – and I think once you start doing a lot of things in life, and you appreciate – I mean, you're, you're – um, the journey and uh, the challenges and, and, and those next destinations. But you're such a simple guy too. Is is like, you like to golf with you. You like to hang out with your friends. You like to tell stories. I mean, I think that, you know, it's nice. Well, not that, you know, that's a, what, not that's nice not to have a bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's because, you know, I try to, I know what I do is not important in the big picture. Like I, 
these guys make me laugh sometimes. Like, yo, man, you're a basketball player. You're not a teacher. You're not a fireman. You're not a, somebody who's in the armed service. Shut the hell up. You, <laughs> you, I says, hey, yes, you're great at basketball. You're great at football. You're even great at baseball, some of you guys. But the one thing you can't do is like, nah, man, you're not a cop. You're not in the service. You're not a teacher, fireman, policeman, somebody like that. Shut the hell up. And when you start thinking I'm the greatest thing because I can dribble a stupid basketball, that's when you get lost in the wilderness, I call it. Yeah. Well, again, very wise words. Last hole, last question. Um, I, Charles Barkley, owe my success to? Well, that's, that's too complicated. Number one, you have to have some God-given ability, first and foremost. Number one, you have to work hard. But, man, there are so many people along the way. You know, my mom and grandmother both passed away. They gave me such great support. They came to every game I played in high school. I've had some great coaches along the way. My high school coach, uh, Billy Copeland, and there was another coach, Wallace Honeycutt. And, you know, my college coach is great. Uh, Billy Cunningham was great to me. So nobody is successful by themselves. Uh, but number one, you have to have, like, you can work as hard as you want to. If you don't have no damn talent, you ain't going to be good at sports, okay? So that that's really important. But, man, it's just been so many people along the way, Rod. And, uh, I mean, it's been so many people along the way. And I try to always let them know I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. You gave me a nice Christmas gift, spending an hour with you, getting to see your smiling face. Look at you looking so good. Hey, hey man, let me tell you this. Uh, you've been a friend for a long time. Uh, I consider you a good friend. I want to thank you for, for, for having me on. But, yo, man, you're a friend. If Anytime you need me, just let me know, brother. Well, I appreciate that. And you're, you've been so generous all the time. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to... I usually get go to that get that invite to the New Year's Eve, but I've never shown, so I'm probably not going to be. I, I better get an invite to the 60th, wherever that might be. Um, Why don't you just get your ass back down to Arizona? Well, when you hit yeah, the, I, the I'll ball be there. Yeah, um, you got a little Christmas carol we can we can do before we. A little <laughs> yeah. Christmas? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I got no rhythm. Just trust me. Okay. Okay. What are we What are we gonna do? Um, uh, we wish you a Merry, you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I love you, brother. Giving you a hug. Giving you a hug. I love you, boy. Be safe. Man, can't thank my buddy Charles Barkley enough. We hope you enjoyed that. We hope you tune in to every broadcast we got the biggest names the biggest stars uh we are on all of your platforms for podcasts check in there click in come back spread the word uh we'll have some more guests coming up but a lot of people have always asked me you know charles barkley shouting you out or shouting you and leo and christine simpson and paul jones out on the air and you know, i get a text and i go oh there he is again and one of the reasons that he does that is he's just the kindest guy and he's the most generous guy. And probably the biggest reason is that he loves Canada. And the only thing that he loves more than Canada and the United States is he loves people. And I think you just got an idea over the last hour or so what Charles Barkley really is all about. 
He is the gift that keeps on giving. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you soon on the next broadcast. The broadcast with Rod Black, brought to you by North Star Bets. That's a win.